you know, Spencer, a lot of times with these uh, ad reads, we have to uh, pretend that we like a product, but this is not one of those. Right. This Um, is just classic. We're classic podcast connoisseurs. We know what's up. Yeah, we love we do love MeUndies. Secrets out. That's not just talk. Right. We probably love solid cologne. Um, Yeah, definitely. uh, But we definitely love Matt Bronger. Um, Matt Bronger. He's a he's an old friend of mine. I won't say too old because you know it's showbiz. So let's <laughs> let's stay ageless. But he is a fantastic, wonderful person that I have always adored, and that I never spend enough time with, and never work with enough. But he is really funny and really kind and really awesome. And he has a podcast called Ding Donger. Oh, you know about it? No, wait. Yeah, no, it's okay. You can know about <laughs> no, it. No, I've heard ads for it. It seems like a great podcast. It's a weekly podcast with actor and comedian Matt Bronger. You can go for a spin with him as he shares stories, observations, and advice with episodes perfectly curated for half-hour car rides. Does that mean he's driving during the, p- p- the podcast? He better not be because that's my idea. Oh, shit. I wonder if that's done because that is my idea. Maybe you can go on Ding Donger. You know what you could do <laughs> is you can leave a voicemail message for him and he'll address it uh, on his podcast. Oh, wow. I don't have a number for that, but just know that you can do that. Well, I bet if you like and subscribe to it on iTunes, the number reveals itself to you. Yeah, this is already on the air. I'm acting like it's new. (laughs) Recent episodes have included tales of harrowing bike rides in Southeast Asia, horror stories from Chicago public transit, and advice about everything from the creative process to the terrifying nature of bird-eating insects. Just don't miss a single episode. (laughs) Make sure you don't... (laughs) Sorry. Make sure you don't... (laughs) Make sure you make sure you don't miss a single episode. Subscribe to Ding Donger with Matt Bronger on iTunes, Stitcher, FeralAudio.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Matt Bronger. He couldn't be brighter. Today's episode is brought to you by Last Rampage, the new true crime film starring Robert Patrick, Heather Graham, and Bruce Davison. And we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie. So, uh, my name is Alvaro Rodriguez. I'm the screenwriter for The Last Rampage. As a writer, to me, I'm less interested in genre and more interested in character. And, you know, I've written in a lot of different genres, you know, um, kind of horror genre, thriller, or action movie, or kids movie, or, you know, different kinds of things. And it was always more, I was always more interested in character and hadn't really quite done something like this before, but was just uh, really drawn to this idea of um, of a guy like Gary Tyson, who, you know, had been in and out of institutions from the time he was, you know, a kid um, and, uh, and having sort of raised three sons from behind bars. Uh, and how these three sons kind of grew up in the Church of Gary and thinking that their father had been, you know, unjustly accused and unjustly convicted and all of this stuff that they were getting fed um, from their mom, Dorothy, who's played in the film by Heather Graham. So to me, it was just, I was interested in telling that kind of a story, telling a family story. You know, to me, the most interesting stories are family in some, centered in some way, you know, they're elemental stories. They're stories that um, go back to, you know, to the most intimate and elemental parts of ourselves. So the idea of fathers and sons, you know, there's a line in the script about in the movie about that, um, you know, where Gary tells his oldest son, you know, Donnie, there's only one law you got to worry about, you know, and that's a law of fathers over sons, and the only way you're gonna, you know, 
get past that is, you know, by this, you know, by dying, basically. But kind of threatens him a little bit. But um, so that was really, you know, the touchstone for me, uh, trying to figure out how to tell that story. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters and available on iTunes and all on-demand platforms today. For more information, visit truecrimelive.com or follow the movie on Twitter at Last Rampage Film or on Facebook.com slash Last Rampage Film. The Meltdown Comics in Hollywood, California. Harmontown is now in session. Please welcome to the stage the mayor of Harmontown, Mr. Dan Harmon. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Happy New Year, 2015. We're we're in Back to the Future's version of the future. (laughs) Are are we all wearing metal hats and things like that? Yeah, we got little LEDs. Uh, You have to choose whether you're a Lobo, a a Squeeb Squab, or a Zip Head. What's the... (laughs) There's three... You're a Trank, a Lobo... Low res bojo. Wait, do you actually know what's the? Yeah, low res bojo. Low res bojo and (laughs) flapjack. What are the three? (laughs) That's Back to the Future too, anyway. Yeah. By oh, uh, YouTube recommend. Uh, I recommend YouTube. It's amazing. (laughs) It's uh, videos just direct to your computer. Uh, There is a uh, the next time you're like like oh boy what do I I got nothing to do. I got nothing to think about. My world isn't isn't uh, dark enough. Uh, I, uh, uh, there there is uh, this will actually lighten it up. I I, I it, th- th- there's these videos Shrab sent me. Uh, there's this guy. This is my new fascination: is the people who are like uh, exposing things, like the Illuminati things, like the patterns that they see and stuff. You've seen the one that's like uh, Angels in the Outfield. There's a guy who's, who's, who's proving that Angels in the Outfield is like a pedophile. Uh, it's like a pedophile spell that it's casting on you. And it just keeps like freeze framing going, look, look where his eyes are looking, right at the little boy's dick. And, and it's, like, like, they, it's, it's, it's like a, yeah, yeah, the Back to the Future one is like fucking amazing. Like there's this guy who's just like, and he'll, he'll throw, he throws everything at it. Like he, he, first of all, he 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 see he see, he sees every 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 moon landing, JFK and uh, and 9/11 in Back to the Future, like 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 he literally says at one point in his video, the movie is is crawling with 9/11s. <laughs> As he's pointing them out, there's a, there is like a point, like for example, like when the DeLorean finally like like goes back to the future and leaves the trail of uh, of, of eleven uh, uh, as it heads for the movie theater, and the and the camera pans back, and there is a fucking goddamn if there isn't a goddamn nine, like it's like it's like some kind of like western themed breakfast place or something with a lasso for a logo, and it's like nine eleven. I'm a I'm a convert, but. 
the, the crazy thing about it is that the guy the guy can detect every 9/11 if he sees JFK's head everywhere. Um, it's a, it's a, like, 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 but but he doesn't know that there's a difference between Back to the Future one and two. <laughs> he keeps referring to him as the same movie. It's like no, that's the second one. Uh, you, you're in the splash zone here, my friend. You're gonna get a little bit of it's vo- what happens is the vodka has a uh, my mustache has a wick effect. <laughs> I take a drink of the vodka capillaries up, <laughs> and so then whenever I have a explosive. Explosive. The other day, I I picked a pack of peppers. Uh, <laughs> it's just vodka. It's not even spit. It's just pure vodka. It's good for you. So you, if you sit, if you sit in the right place, you can get fucked up. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially him. Look at him. He's like it's a pretty fresh-faced young man. I, I I believe you could get drunk off of a little bit of aerosol vodka. <laughs> That's a compliment. You're a very, very handsome little boy. <laughs> if, if you want to watch Angels in the Outfield later, uh, Dan, is it me or is your is your beard achieving greatness? <laughs> <laughs> I can actually I noticed backstage I can actually grab it with my fist now like, there's a thing here I can grab a, a, a threshold have, has been crossed with your beard I lost my trimmer at the wedding I, or I didn't I, it's somewhere in the house uh, I had my beard trimmer I trimmed my beard for the wedding and I haven't trimmed it since so this is if you ba- yeah. see it, it looks trimmed though it looks like you've, you've manicured a nice like uh, gentle Ben kind of beard <laughs> I have it uh, anyways, I, what, 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 what? YouTube. We're talking about YouTube. Well, we're, no. <laughs> I, 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 so, yeah, just check that out. Just Google uh, or YouTube, uh, Yahoo. Use Yahoo. <laughs> uh, the, uh, back, back, to, back to the future 9-11. Uh, like, like, the, the JFK stuff is really interesting because the guy is convinced that the... Uh, uh, Hill Valley is identical to Dealey Plaza, and that if you, if and that Marty McFly is standing where Kennedy was shot when he's looking at uh, the sports true. almanac, um, and that in the window where you see the sports almanac, you see two different presidents uh, portrayed two dimensionally, but then you can see a Kennedy head that is three dimensional. Thus proving the, the point, which is that Kennedy is a transcendent, like, like multi-dimensional being, and his assassination has something to do with Back to the Future and 9-11. Spielberg has done it again. And, and the guy keeps going, he's, of course he's, of course he's gaga for the Twin Pines thing. Of course. He's like, he's crazy about the Twin Pines thing. And he's like, he's like for some reason, now there's one pine. M- motherfucker, watch the movie that you're... <laughs> It's not a hidden message. It's the the joke is that the it's like why is there now one pine? It's a bit. It's a it's pine eleven. <laughs> That's been our show. Thanks, guys. Right, Thanks for coming. Well. <laughs> <laughs> the, thing, the thing is that wasn't even funny. <laughs> Yeah, you guys are a real pushover. Uh, yeah, they're 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 a hot crowd. We gotta we gotta reward them. We gotta reward them for this heat. We gotta make some make some popcorn with this. Um, the uh, uh, so uh, the, the this is the last week I think that the the music uh, is gonna be just a free for all copyright wise. 
like like should I just be, play Beatles all night then? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we're asking uh, if you go to Harmontown dot uh, Harmontownmusic.tumblr dot com if you're a musician anywhere in the world really. There's already people that are giving us stuff that we could we can use uh, under a term that they can agree to like. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll use people's stuff who, who let us use their music and we'll, we'll be able to give you yeah, credit and that, stuff. That'll be, that'll be fun because I, I love being able to play whatever I want, but I would love to, like, if, if it was all Armenian music, that'd be very yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'd be cool because, yeah, then you'd do, like, a little thing. You know, especially, like, like stir, stir me up a little hip-hop uh, uh, pudding. <laughs> <laughs> you little hip-hoppers out there within the sound of my voice you know you you could be you could be really you could you could i'm sure that would be a real honor <laughs> for, for, for your beats to be uh, served up alongside my my dropped science uh okay so sim city build it uh, is going on in the news i'm playing it on my ipad and uh you know how those sims uh you know how the Sims like they talk like gibberish, like Sim language. Like, they go like "argarbagar." You know, there's a guy every time you uh, every time you click on uh, a guy that's gonna that's gonna sell you something or buy something from you. I he did he goes he goes pussy whips. Pussy whips. Yeah. Pussy whips. Yeah. Yeah. Or lips. Like, I, I, it's a, it's a, it's it's. It, yeah, check it out for yourself. <laughs> it's free. It's free to play. So check it out. Um, but of course, after a while, you you might have to buy magic dollars to keep potatoes from taking a year to grow. It's a goddamn virus. This this style of game, terrible. Dan, I, I was driving here and I had my uh, my iPad plugged into my, uh, my my car like iPod thingy, and I I forgot someone named Kyle Coberly. Cob does anyone know him? Kyle Corbley? He sent us this. Send us, send us cool shit. We'll play it. <laughs> that that's that seems like a little bit of some backdoor shenanigans. Like that guy's a little more into you than me. <laughs> hey man, uh, Johnny Carson's on the show now. Please welcome Ed McMahon, <laughs> Anastasia, <laughs> McMahon. Davis doesn't even rhyme with anything. It's a hard name to rhyme. Uh, selfie sticks <laughs> are happening in the news. I was at, you, you got back from Paris. I was at the Eiffel Tower like a couple weeks before you, and everybody had their goddamn selfie sticks. Selfies be sticking. People be selfie sticking. You got me, man. I don't know, man. They were all over did Venice. You, did you get the thing when you were in Paris uh, where the people walk up? Do you speak English? And, and there, there are women that walk up to you. They, do you speak English? I don't talk to women. I don't. 
Uh, wow, that's a hard line. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's just it's like you know, people like panhandlers, but the thing uh, is, you, you look American, do you speak English? That, uh, that we, uh, the, the, uh, uh, a previous trip to Paris, I think uh, I, I encountered, like somebody came up and thrust a note into my hands that was like this long, tragic tale of like my child is basically like a, uh, a global kind of born identity version of of I ran out of gas. My kids are in the car, like, but it was like like much more like creepy. Like like you know why do I know where the exits are? Um, where's my safety deposit box? I can't even remember how we responded to it. You said yes, like that's happened to you. Like what? Do you remember what it is? Like what's the in and out of it? It's like. Yeah, and you just kind of have to give the note back. You're like, here's your, here's your note back. So selfie sticks. So, so, selfie sticks are, are happening. Do you, do you have one? I don't have a selfie stick. What, what's the point of a selfie stick? Is that, if you don't have a friend to hold your camera? Is it, I don't know. Well, I saw... I saw so first I saw people... The first, I, the first selfie stick I saw was in Venice. Uh, and I thought, oh, this must just be something. Like maybe it's canal based. Maybe people want to take. Maybe there's too many canals here, and uh, maybe maybe it's an adaptation, like a gondola. You know, like a, like you can't take a, a good selfie. Too many people lose their phones over the canal. Maybe. Um, uh, but then it turned out, oh no, I've just arrived in in Europe as the selfie stick has arrived it, on humanity. Are, are these people walking around by themselves with the selfie stick, or are they with other people? I saw a couple. I was walking in Paris behind a couple. Um, not even in like a touristy place and I, I, I was behind a couple in an empty street and they were walking and holding hands and the man uh, let go of her hand took the selfie stick extended it got and got like a tracking like uh, like, 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 like selfie stick shot of them walking just for a little bit and then put it they both they kept their heads forward right while he did it, he got the shot and then re-telescoped it. So, so they're it. just like they're, like they're like Survivor Man walking down the road, like just like filming. Themselves? I don't know. Yeah, it's just I guess it's just they feel it's a better shot. I guess it's like a little jib for them. I don't like it. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm against it. Well, I, I I did. Was it worth it, Adam? <laughs> Adam, if you had a selfie stick, would that have been easier for you? <laughs> I would, uh, yeah, if everybody, ne next week, everybody brings selfie sticks and <laughs> we'll do something with them. I don't know. It worked for Ellen. Uh, all right. The, uh, would, 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 would you get a selfie stick? If, if you had one, would you <laughs> use it? Would you, if, if I was able, would you, would you get a selfie? No, I would not. I don't. I, I was, I was, I was definitely, I had a lot of opportunities to get a selfie if somebody, stick. If somebody gifted you one at work, would you, would you, would you ironically carry it around and then use it? No, I would use, I would use it to see what the hubbub's about. It just seems like a stick with your camera on the end of it. Yeah. It's stupid. Well, ask a stranger, ask a stranger, say, take a fucking picture of me. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe that's, I don't know. You, you don't have $800 phone. Yeah, well, I, whatever he said is true, too. But you, you, you both have your points. Your beard has got me mesmerized. Your beard is really good. Also, it's, you, 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 the gray is coming in nicely. Like, you, you now have a properly gray beard. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> He's uh, Liam Neeson is uh, he he's uh, <laughs> Liam Neeson is in Taken Three and he's uh, he he uh, 
There's a somebody somebody sent me a, a link to a, a LinkedIn like promotion where he's like he's it's him doing his character saying like oh, my name's Conor uh, McJohnson whatever his character's name is. Me and my friends have a particular set of skills, uh, skills like enhanced conversation. Uh, and then they'll cut to like a, a clip from Taken where they're like meeting people up. Uh, aerodynamic uh, persuasion, and then throwing a guy out a window, um, and, and, and then and then he goes on to say say like, do you have a particular set of skills? If you send in your LinkedIn profile, um, a, a lucky winner will have me read their resume to their prospective employers, explaining their particular set of skills. He keeps saying particular set of skills for real. Yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty amazing. Why, why don't we try that? Why, why don't we get get on that? Go ahead. Yeah, that, that's what you're supposed to do. Do it. Get 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 on LinkedIn and make a profile. What is, what is LinkedIn? It's something that everyone outside LA uses. <laughs> I don't understand it at yeah. all. It's, it's, it's job Facebook. It's, which is as exciting as it sounds. It's a resume. It's like a. It's like the internet equivalent of while someone's driving by you on a on a on a road, throwing your resume through their back window, <laughs> so that they have it. <laughs> Except unless you're hiring a backseat person, you're going to find it and be annoyed. You're going to be like, who put this garbage in my car? Or my inbox. The cool thing about it is that like, like, I'll see every once in a while, I'll get a LinkedIn profile, like a LinkedIn request from somebody like from like 12 years ago that was like uh, like a bigger shot than me and like now is like sending me their LinkedIn profile. That's kind of cool. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like seeing them like 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 you know with, you know selling selfie sticks on a <laughs> boardwalk or something. <laughs> LinkedIn. I'm sure it's I'm sure LinkedIn is is great for people, but I, I just I don't understand. You know, so it helps you. If, maybe if you stain glass, but you don't like to cut glass, and you send your LinkedIn profile out, and there's some guy that's like, he only likes cutting glass, but he doesn't know how to stain it. <laughs> I think that's the idea. Did you enjoy your honeymoon? Was it fun? Yeah. Because you, you guys went everywhere. You guys were in Dublin and Paris and Venice. Yeah, I figured out why I love uh, Dublin and, and Ireland. Because uh, we went to like this... Uh, Irish storytelling night like uh, it's a very touristy thing like in this in this bar which is like you get a dinner and this lady stood in front of a fireplace and told Irish stories and sang songs and stuff <laughs> it was really cool and uh, she explained uh, Irish history and I, I it kind of dawned on me like listening to this stuff why I fetishize uh, Irish culture it's because they're they're a European culture without they didn't have a renaissance they don't they don't have they didn't participate in this rich people bullshit. Like they're 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 a, they their own little little thing. Like they don't. If you go back in their history, any other like European culture, it's like if you go to their museums or whatever, there's gonna be some like red suspenders at some point, like or some like fancy pointy shoes or like a windmill hat or something. Like like oh, and then we did this. Oh, this is what we're famous for. He could do to do. Like 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 look at us. Like we we look like flower people or like 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 we got we got perfume on a, on our on our on our on our on our face. Um, what what, what country is that? 
The one I just described? Yeah. Like all of them except for Dublin, you know? Like I, I, I all. The, the country of Dublin. I thought, I, 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 I thought you said city. The, uh,. The, the the they're just they're just poor potato people. They just grew with the potato. They're just they're just they're just dirty little people, and they and they had to. They 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 they. they I, I, I wish that, I wish that was inflammatory enough for you to get letters about that. No, they don't care because they've been you through dirty the, potato people. They're fine with that. They don't care. They, they they have a great sense of humor. They don't. They're not offended. I think, I think everybody cares about you when you call them dirty little people. You're wrong. I we we had our Irish friend Graham Linehan here last 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 a couple weeks ago. That, uh, that, that dirty little guy. Shut up, Adam. If if you told him I I called Irish people dirty little potato people, not on Twitter though, out of context, don't. But uh, like he'd be, he'd be like, yeah, that's, you, that you, about you sums said, it up. You said it, you said it in context though. You you called Irish people dirty little potato people. Yes, and so they're they're all of their songs and poetry and literature and things like they're they're not they don't come out of any kind of uh, nobility or anything. It's kind of like uh, it's very nice. Didn't really, didn't really dawn on me until I was until I was re- really learning about it uh, over uh, over uh, mashed potatoes. <laughs> they still love potatoes over there too. <laughs> that, their 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 civilization exploded because of the potato. The potato became a thing like that they could do, and they 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 grew they grew in population quite a bit. Uh, and then of course there was the potato blight, and then like things got real bad for them and. Uh, uh, you know, the the rest is uh, history. <laughs> Can you sing a little Irish song for us about it? <laughs> she, that's that's what she would do. She would go like, oh, and there's a there's a one uh, one of the fairies of 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 the of the potato patch was the Shinlainen. The Shinlainen was a lovely woman, would take the form of a very seductive lady. And she would come a calling when the things and blah, blah, blah. And then, and, and then and there's a song about her. Well, that doesn't sound right. She sounded beautiful. I, I bought her CD. That's how beautiful she sounded. I don't even have a CD player. I just, I just I just bought it because I'm like make more music. <laughs> I don't know. Keep making it. Does it there's a fairy of the potato patch? No, I I made that all up. <laughs> there there's no there's a that, that was one of the coolest things about uh, Irish folklore was the the uh, fairy uh, the, I don't know just the idea of fairies like uh, the we we all uh, you know have our understanding of fairies like t- the Tinkerbells and the whatnot they they're always for us they're always small and they always have insect wings and they have like you know like, like you know there's a very specific fairy like kind of image we get in our head but 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 the word fairy originally just meant it was just like it's just kind of these crazy like magical beings that are kind of one foot in one foot out like um as a, a you know as pre Christian mythology that got uh christianized but like the the way that they christianized it was to say that uh when lucifer 
went down from heaven into hell there were there were a bunch of angels uh you know who were like totally like hail lucifer i'm gonna go with him right away and then there were like the angels that were like fuck lucifer i'm gonna stay stay up here but then there were the, the kind of like eh, i don't know let's see where the action is um kind of wandering downward and then there was like an angel that went to god and said uh come on give those guys a break don't don't make them go all the way to hell and uh, and then God like snapped his fingers and at the exact moment you know when he when he called you know it's like play it where it lays so some 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 angels were like you know in the ocean and some were in a rock and some were like uh, had half of their head in a flower and their foot in a you know a pork chop or something and so, so so like that's the kind of fairy you are you know like you're the you're you're a, if you're a, if you if you you're gonna pork chop for a foot and then a like a like a flower for a hand and then but it's just like you know their fairies are like they could be monsters they're like cenobites they're uh, they're angels to some and demons to to others and a, and a leprechaun is one of those a leprechaun is a fairy Jeff did you know that I did not what, what do they call the one that has half a foot in a pork chop that's a, I don't that's a sin fire um, did you enjoy uh, Venice, Italy? How was that for did you? you know a, did you know a banshee is also a fairy? I did not know They're that. all fairies. Every, every monster you could name. Werewolves are fairies. Are they? I made that up. <laughs> how, was, how was Venice for you? Did you enjoy that? Venice was cool. Uh, 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 I, 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 I got to walk around Venice like uh, by myself on Christmas Eve. Uh, it was crazy because I didn't re- even realize until the daylight like how crowded that city can get. In the winter, it's pretty dead which is why peter weller recommended it in his architecture blog which aaron read the reason we went to venice is because aaron read this article by peter weller who is not only wrote robocop apparently but is also a phd in like renaissance architecture he's a huge history history nut um and is arguably like more into like renaissance architecture than being into robocop i don't like, 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 but, 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 like, it, 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 we, we, we were joking about because in the article he talks about why you should go to Venice in the winter, why it's so beautiful, and uh, um, uh, you, you, so, so Aaron booked all this travel based on this like article that he wrote, um, and we did, we went, we were going to a lot of the places that he recommended, and we kept joking like, ah, we'll probably run into Peter Weller, but so we, we finished dinner on Christmas Christmas uh, Day. Was it was it Christmas was it Christmas night and uh, yeah finished dinner and uh, went down to get our coats and we were putting on our coats in like this kind of coat room and and then in walks Peter Weller no yeah <laughs> and and like uh, just froze and Aaron looked at me like gave me this look that was like silently communicating like like d- d- should I and I'm like yeah fucking go for it like. <laughs> Because I'm I'm not gonna talk to him like about like I'm not gonna go like dead or alive you're coming to Venice uh, <laughs> like like, like I, I, all I'm gonna talk about is RoboCop talk to him about fucking this bullshit you read him about and and, she, and she's like excuse me I'm sorry we we uh we read we read your article about about Venice in the winter and and he's like and now you're here <laughs> he kind of he kind of held his hands out like. And the amazing thing is, you have to you have to understand like Peter Weller like while the 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 beautiful Christmas miracle this is like it was fucking Peter Weller but while he's while he's talking to us 
people are he's speaking in Italian to these you know people who are putting his winter clothes back on him and so as he's speaking to Aaron about Venice he's becoming this old Italian man because like the cape and the scarf and the hat are going on so it's like 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 kind of like Robocop kind of came in and it was like and then talked to and then he slowly became like you know I don't know. He just started like like he became like one of those cool old guys that walks through like an Italian city like 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 at night like looking at a pocket watch and eating a eating a panini. Um, that, 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 but but so so he just t- he just talked to Aaron for like you know 15 minutes or so about like like how cool Venice is and why he wrote that article and uh, and and I just I, I just sat there and stared like. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That's, that's, that's all. That's you know. I don't know if Aaron's got a different version of that story, but that's, I love that. That's it was pretty. It was pretty amazing. It was like just a really magical thing. Like when you when you when something like that happens, you kind of like you kind of you kind of like gather gather it up in a little jar, and you kind of like just want to run out like right away. But the, you, you make it last as long as you can. You try not to you know overkill. Like you just kind of like ran around the corner. And we're like skipping, going like. <laughs> He's right behind us. He's right behind us. But like, gotta gotta get somewhere safe so we can like just crack up and like roll around on the cobble, uh, like 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 freaking out, like how like like repeating every 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 word. That's so good. He had a purple cashmere scarf. It had to be a gift. Like like. It, 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 it looked it looked so odd. I think someone gave him a purple cashmere scarf for. You get it about it for a dollar, Adam. It's I hate oh. <laughs> wow. I, I'm sad that I got that joke. <laughs> did, you, did you ever see the new RoboCop? No. Yeah, I saw it. So. Did they did they stick with a new uh, outfit or did, did they, they they redid the outfit? Yeah, they? they redo it. Yeah, yeah, and they make a point of redoing it. Like they, like they have a scene where a guy goes like, "You should make it black." Like, I don't even understand what they were doing. I don't get it. I don't like it. I don't like. I don't like it. Uh, I, did, I, I did some terrible, terrible movie that never, never was released with uh, Kurtwood Smith, and he was in it. We never worked together, and uh, he sat in front of me at the screening, and it was so bad. And uh, I, I just, I was freaking out because uh, RoboCop Kurtwood Smith was in front of me, mm-hmm. and at the end, he, he, he grabs me. I, I was dead on page forty, and at, at the end of the movie, he grabs me by my collar, like by my tie, and pulls me toward him. And goes, "Boy, did they kill you too early." <laughs> I got out where the getting was good. Mm-hmm. Was ca- ca- was ca- ca- cabin Times? What was that called? Ca- it was called ca- Cabin Times. <laughs> well, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't Cabin Fever because that's a thing, right? Like uh, it was called. Uh, it's something cabin. No, it's not. Cabin. Deadly Cabin. <laughs> I wish it was called Deadly Cabin. It's called Evil Remains. Oh, Evil Remains. Colon. It's cabin time. <laughs> it took place in a cabin. There was there was a cabin for certain. I've never seen that one. Uh, don't. Uh, it's a horror movie, and I went to the screening of it, and Kurt Smith is in front of me, and the, the other actors in the film. And they brought a bunch of people into the uh, the Lemley Theater, like in the Sunset Boulevard thingy, whatever the fuck it is. And uh, it's so bad. I think the audience thought it was a comedy, and so then, <laughs> then they just started laughing through the whole thing. But, but it's not a comedy either. Uh, but 
that nobody thought it was scary either. So it, it became a comedy, and we were just like sinking down into our seats, uh, and it was really bad. Yeah. Really, really, really bad. Well, all right, let's see what else we got here. I ran into a kid in Paris that uh, learned English from watching Community and Sopranos. Um, can you do an impression of what that would be like? <laughs> well, no, I mean, there's no, you know, what do you like? He would say, "Bada, bada, boom, a pop, pop," or you know. <laughs> met about it. <laughs> met, a, met about it. <laughs> Uh, and, there, and there was another kid there, and he had this. He, well, whatever. No one's interested in that. I, whatever. I, I, no, I've told it like three times, and no one cares. The, the, there was this other, this other French kid that showed up, uh, and uh, he had an app on his phone that he showed me. I just thought this was kind of interesting because it's like I don't know. It's a foreign people. We don't know anything about them. What are they doing? <laughs> Like, how could your show that you write had never having been outside of the country, you know, how could it ever be appealing to like, you know, like people who don't speak the same language when they're when they're when they're when they're in grade school? And Did stuff he watch like, it in French or in English? Uh, well, the, they, 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 they I think they watch it in, uh, in English. Like I said, one of them, one of them, one of them would watch it with uh, French subtitles on first and then change them to English subtitles and then eventually turn the subtitles off. That's, wow. that's something they do there. To, to, they're so steeped in English, like, you know, more so than we are steeped in French, um, that it's a little, it makes it, it's a little more natural for them to be able to do that. But rest assured, we are a lazy bunch that <laughs> I really, I'm, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I just, I can't do it. Like I, I can't like, like Aaron, Aaron knows, definitely more more french than me but like also i think there's this crucial thing where it's like sh like there's just there's just a shamelessness so like like uh you have to you can't you can't like you have to like just be willing to speak wrong in order to ever successfully speak to someone who speaks a different language you can't be like this held up by this like 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 there's this fear that like seizes me I, uh, you know you just end up going like uh, uh, bonjour uh, le bacon le bacon le ba bacon, bacon. Le ba I like I like le bacon uh, right. sorry 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 G good day the bacon <laughs> But but Aaron would kind of like slide you know slide into the French Uber and just be like and the driver would be like huh what but 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 then like a couple minutes later he'd be like and she'd be like are they both doing a bit or they're like talking to each other about stuff and then Aaron Aaron got like bronchitis she thought she might have pneumonia so she got up in the middle of the night. She's like coughing up a, a lung and she got on the phone and then she's like, uh, I, I can't do an impression of it because it's like fluent French. I know she's like speaking to somebody about getting a doctor. Like she called somewhere in Paris, like a regular person trying to get a doctor and was like, oh, je suis très malade. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Jesus Christ, she's speaking French about dying and being sick and stuff. Like it was like she took out sticks and made a fire. <laughs> And then she, and then she puked at uh, Versailles. Uh, we'll let, I think we'll, we'll let her tell that story. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, what what what, what else am I going to talk about? Who cares, right? Uh, 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 what what bring up my uh, my my honeymooned wife, Erin uh, McGathy.
Did you, you guys do a French style? You, you kiss both cheeks? <laughs> uh, we, we didn't. <laughs> Are you all better now? You you healthy again? I am. Uh, just recently, though, I still have a little thing in my throat. And today, I I, I did a, like a Channel 101 pilot, and there was an older woman there, uh, this actress who was brought in, who I don't think knew anybody, and I and I coughed, and like she had done some very nice woman, but she had done some like very like six seeming things earlier that made me kind of worried about her health. Like there was a fog machine, and uh, she said, "Oh, is something on fire?" <laughs> and, and I said, "Oh no, that's a that's a that's a fog machine, and it's just it's just vapor." And she was like, oh, "Okay, okay, don't want anything to be on fire." And I was like, "Yeah, no one does." Great. Um, but then ten minutes later, she she looked at me like she was looking through the pizza. Also, she was like examining the pizza, which is strange. But she had eaten pizza and was just looking, seeing all the pizza. And then she looked at me and she said, is something on fire? And I was like, ha, 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 ha. She was like, is something on fire? Uh, no, it's a fog machine. It's vapor. And she was like, oh, okay. Um, but then five minutes later, I coughed. And she said, you need to get some help. So I guess I'm still a little sick. <laughs> yeah, Hi, everybody. You don't, you don't sound that good, like... In bed at night. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. oh no, we 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 sleep together. Ooh. But we're not always sleeping. Ooh. Right, because she keeps coughing. Ah! Uh, well, then why don't you start living? Ah. Yeah, no, I, I got, I was very, very sick, and I was very proud of myself for calling the French doctor, and the French doctor came and uh, gave me, prescribed me some antibiotics, and they made me violently ill, and I threw up in Versailles after doing a ton of research and trying to convince Dan to go, and I was very self-righteous about how great I am about enjoying historical things, and I, I threw up right on history and was ushered out. <laughs> Escorted out um, while the tour continued, and I just slept. I, oh, I didn't tell you this because I was very ashamed, and I thought you'd be embarrassed. <laughs> but when I was escorted out, I was so sick. And you know when you're sick, you want to put your face up against something cold. <laughs> and so I was, <laughs> I was lying in the courtyard of Versailles with my face just on the stone. <laughs> Literally, like, behind the Golden Gates where... <laughs> <laughs> where Louis the Sixteenth first saw Marie Antoinette and uh, and and the the the, the people of France uh, look, looked in wanting to be there because that's what the French Revolution is, right? That they, I'm just kidding. Um, anyway, I was lying lying on the ground at Versailles, but put my very fancy coat over me so people didn't think I was homeless, and it worked out. So it, homeless it, people hate insulation. <laughs> Well, I was just like, well, I mean, because I definitely looked like there was something wrong, but I was on the inside of the gate, so I clearly bought a ticket, but people don't usually lie on the ground with their face on the stone. So you put your coat over yourself so that people just thought you were a corpse? Like, <laughs> well, I put it, I put it like over my shoulder, and then I had like out like a, like my little guidebook, so it looked like I was kind of doing something. <laughs> I was very sick. You know when you position yourself in a sleeping position uh, when you have to sleep and you want people to think that that you're 
doing it on purpose. It was that kind of thing. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> well, have you ever tried to uh, fake sleeping in in a in a uh, educational situation? Like, yeah. like you mean like putting your putting this your head knows. down like like yeah yeah like 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 in school you're sleeping you have your hand on your on your face and just your head down and then a book and a you learn how to hold a pen while you're sleeping right. so it looks like you're d- doing something yeah. yeah I'm just glad you didn't you didn't make me go I mean I I I, I you didn't go. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. But you said you don't. You're like, why would I want to go to some guy's house? <laughs> and the and the and the only answer is, oh, this guy was really rich. No, <laughs> all right. I'm not gonna have this. He argument told again. everybody what gonna, to do. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> so, so stupid. So, so you, you you didn't go. No, I'm what, not going to go to Versailles. What you... <laughs> also hates Paris. I, I mean, that's just, it's, Paris. It's, it's, why is it so absurd? Because it's like we cut their heads off. Like, we hated them. We didn't do that. We, being modern people, we turned our back on the idea of all that shitty fucking... Yeah, well, I wasn't going because I was like, ugh, the way they did their wallpaper. Is <laughs> yes, you did. No, I wasn't. No, that's exactly what no, that's not why people go. I'm walking through and I'm like, oh, this is this is where this is where the royal court uh, met for the last time when they when they said, you know, uh, Louis the Fourteenth and Marie Antoinette, you have to you you have to stay here, you have to stay hostage because we have this big list of people who are going to be beheaded and there you know these mom- so many moments and uh, you know Marie Antoinette uh, is is Austrian and she's 14 years old and she's married right away and she goes into her, to her room and she she's like ah this is this is my life and my life is perfect and my life is or my life is my life is terrible oh so many dresses and she has no idea what's going on and you get to be in these halls where people have been <laughs> I mean but I, I, I care more about that that stuff obviously do you think Peter Weller would have enjoyed that well of course yeah yeah that's what I mean that's the amazing thing about Peter Weller is he's he's part Dan part Aaron all <laughs> Scarf. He cares about architecture. He was RoboCop. Yeah, I mean it's also what it's also you, what, magnificent. What, what did you do instead, Dan, th- that day? Uh, at that well, at that particular time, at, when you were, she was at Versailles, I found a, a a bar I could drink in in Paris because it was a British themed bar, <laughs> so it was just made to be like a pub. I I can't like like it's hard. They don't have a, like a burgeoning cocktail culture in uh, Paris. They do. Like I I mean I I went to Paris for the first time. I, I never I've never spent any time there like alone. So I, I went there alone on, in the first week of December, and I had friends there. Uh, that are these Parisian rock and rollers. Uh, they're very cool, and they, they kind of showed me around the first night, and then I was on my own, and I kind of like, um, I kind of failed. Like I, I, w- I wasn't like, like doing anything cool. I was seeing some sites, went to went to see the you know museums and whatnot, but like I was intimidated by the. Uh, I don't speak any French, except the how do you do's and pleases and thank yous and stuff. And I asked my friends like, how come girls here just do not look at you? Like, in, as in New York a week before, people, like, flirt with each other. They, they make eye contact, and they look at you and either have, fuck that guy, or that, that guy's good-looking, or, like, or they don't care. In Paris, girls are gorgeous. Everybody's fucking skinny for some reason, and they all, they're all smoking, and nobody makes eye contact. And my friend uh, who's from there, he goes, he says, Jeff, is a, a girl in Paris, she looks at you one time, that means she is very interested in you. If she looks at you a second time, 
that means she is going to fuck you. <laughs> and I said, I didn't get the fucking first look yet. And then uh, the last day I was there, I went to this fancy uh, cake place, like this, like uh, like a gâteau, something, you know, like like a, uh, uh, what do you call it, pâtisserie? And uh, really fancy place. I found out a way to get uh, French girls to look at you. Walk around with a really nice box of cake. <laughs> I, I, I had a white box with gold lettering on it, and girls just like turning their heads. They, they want to know what's in that fucking box. <laughs> If so did you. So if they're... Oui. So I went to a, a club one night, and there was a, on the carpet, it's a place called Shea Castell, and on the, the carpet is all dicks, pussies, and tits. Like, it's, it's this ornate carpet. If you look at it closely, it's all this weird, horny thing. And down in the basement, there's this piano, and it was Serge Gainsbourg's old piano where he used to go play kind of as his second home. And there's cigar, uh, cigarette burns from his cigarettes on it. I went, I went there one night and there was nobody there. On the last night I was there, I met these people. And they took me. Uh, I, I went to La, La Perouse, uh, this place, like right on the Seine, which is like from the 1700s. And like Victor Hugo used to go there. And I just did my, my old experiment of just going to a place and posting up, sitting at one place all night long. No one talked to me for two hours. And at the end, they're like, they kicked everybody else out. They go, you can stay. And then at the end, they're like, there was a girl there that I loved. She was so beautiful. And she actually made eye contact with me. And uh, she was like the DJ there, or one of the DJs. And they took me, they like, you, you come to this club with us. I go, should I like, meet you there? And they go, no, no, you walk with me. And we, and we went there. And down in the basement where I'd been before, now it's filled with people, smoky, people playing piano. Girls start taking their shirts off. And, and, and guys lighting cigarettes for them while they're dancing with their shirts off. It was so fucking French, I couldn't the, believe they were it. Lighting the, they were lighting the women on fire? No, no. There was, a, there, there was a girl. She took her shirt off. She's laying on the piano. And a guy that she doesn't know, it's a, it's a picture of it on, on my Instagram, and this guy, this really good-looking guy, lights a cigarette and puts it in her mouth. Oh. And, and on my Instagram, she's like, who is that guy? Like, she didn't know that guy. They all took me to this party afterwards where the, uh, the, it was three girls, the girl who was one of the DJs, and these, these two guys in this crazy house. It was like if uh, MC Escher and Frank Geary made a really gay Parisian house together. <laughs> <laughs> Stairways that went nowhere. And you have a push on a wall and the whole thing opens up and some floors are glass and you look through this you can see down to the bathroom or you can see through to that room but you can't see into that room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, you can look from one room into another but some, some rooms you can't see into. The top floor is one giant bed. And, and, and they, I get up there and they go, one of the girls goes, Jeff, you are gay, no? <laughs> and I said, no. And they ripped my coat off, ripped my jacket off, ripped my tie off. And all of them took their fucking shirts off and started making out with me. How is the pastry? Huh? <laughs> and then, so while that's happening, what, this guy comes up, this guy named Aurelion or something like that. He comes up and he lays down, like fi 15 feet away from us, lays down sideways and smoking a cigarette. And one of the girls in French is like, like, oh, do you go to my African? Like, 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 you want to come and join? He goes, no. <laughs> and just sat there smoking and digging it. Wait, he, he, was, he was just. He, he wanted to watch. He wanted to watch. So, a couple nights ago, there's this. I, I, I was telling the story to, to, to some friends of mine. And because uh, a friend from France was showing up, his famous uh, hairdresser named Charlie Lemindu, who does like Lady Gaga's hair, and like he's like a super duper fa famous French hairstylist. And he shows up. And I just told the story, and uh, and I said, "Hey, hey do you know La Perouse?" And he goes, "He goes, yeah, I, I do a night show once a month. I, I, I promote a night there." I go, "Oh, I was just telling them about this girl." And he goes, "Was it Ambre?" I go, "Yeah." And he goes, 
Yeah, she rapes all the men. It was, it was fucking French. And my car came at, 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 at 8.30. It was fucking French. <laughs> They had written all over me. I had writing all on my arm and on my face and my neck and my shirt. Like, uh, like, like they kept writing on me. Like, this is the back of the pocket square. And I got to the airport and I was just covered in writing. And, and the French guys at the airport seemed to like, that was just another day at the office for them. Like, it, does get, it does get very French in Paris. It does. <laughs> It's we, like these French have got a different word for everything. Uh, we, we were there on, on New Year's Eve, and in this, uh, I had some friends that were that we ran into from New York, and we were in this in this club at like uh, up until five a.m. And when we walked in there, we were like, "Oh, cool, cool club!" And it was all red, and the music the music's terrible. Yes. Um, well, I mean, I'm mean, sure not uh, not across the board, but where we were, it was pretty bad. It was like a um, Whatever the, the what it's called when you type it words into a website and then it gives it back to you. <laughs> Translation. Yeah, like a translator, but what you want to say, um, like a Stephen Hawking, like like automated. I know there are many uh, like obvious words that are, I'm, I'm forgetting. Anyway, we were in this place where this DJ was typing words into like some sort of like child's toy uh, or or a deaf person's toy and was playing it with like a heavy beat underneath, and everyone was really into it. Um, <laughs> Except for the deaf people. Yeah. Ironically, even we though were, their their life is a game. Yeah. <laughs> we we uh we. <laughs> this is the one, the one. Time I mean, it's a choice. <laughs> uh, but I we were at the door and I speak very I speak very little French. But I was at the door and like spoke enough French to the guy that somehow like we got into this club that was like a private party and everyone's dancing and then everyone's making out and then people are taking people's faces and saying, no, you make out. No, you make out. Like, we're not a part of this. Like, we're very obvious. We're, we're, we're just watching all of this happen. Um, but every everyone is, there's this just this very free energy. And at a certain point, I was like, are we at like a very special free club? But I think it's just like a French thing. But the height of it was when a guy came downstairs who looked like... Um, a jolly old elf. <laughs> And he had this sack full he of. He looked presents. like when you when you watch if you were to watch a seventy a biopic about a very famous hairdresser from the seventies, this would be that guy. He came down wearing a beret, which they they do they really well. And it was crazy. Like it just seems so on the nose. They, they actually they, they do wear berets. They I, wear berets. I actually I heard one totally non-ironic ooh la la. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I went to McDonald's people... and they said Bon Appetit. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, ah! <laughs> um, wait, wait. I have a question. Why did you go to a fucking McDonald's in Paris? Oh, well, because everything was, was close. We, we, we went because the kids that Dan met at that bar were talking about it like it was the most amazing restaurant in the world. And I, I, we just, I, just thought, I thought it was funny. I did okay. it. The kids bit. call it Macdo. Uh, but anyway, this guy, the guy's wearing, the guy's wearing this beret and he comes down, he comes down into this dance floor and this club, this club is called Bonnie and Clyde and it's in the Pigalle and it's like the cool like hipster club. 
Um, and the, the bathroom was crazy. Uh, <laughs> the bathroom was crazy because you like wait in line for the bathroom and you, you get to where like it would split off into like men's or women's or, or two stalls or three stalls. There's one stall that has a door and then there's like a trough or ur- urinal, but it's like right there. So if you're standing in line and a guy just has to pee, like he'll stand there and pee. But the more shocking thing about this, <laughs> it became... If you were a man who had to shit, you had to wait for this other thing. And I learned very quickly, like I learned a lot of French for, um, I, I am so sorry, I am going to shit before you. <laughs> anyway, this guy comes I, I down with a beret. Take someone's butt and go like, now you shit over here. <laughs> and you pee, you pee in his shit. No, it, it, was, it was just weird because like, it, I mean, it, it was weird for a second, but when I say w- weird, I mean, it was, it was actually like this, this really like, neat human moment where it was like yeah we're all in this together um like knowing when a man has to ship but then also the women get to maintain this mystery of like you don't know what's gonna happen in there for me but like for a man like it's like i poop will be coming out of my butt and that is why i am waiting in this line and poop will come out of my butt before you do whatever mystery you'll do in there anyway this guy came down you guys had a very different paris experience than i had guy had a beret and a cape and came to the middle of the dance floor and a cape a long cape and uh and not not heels but men's heels like uh when you see pictures of of uh like restoration heels like french restoration heels like they were clearly men's shoes but he was wearing heels and just started very sincerely voguing and I, I, lo- I was looking around and every, no, re- no reaction, no reaction. Um, and it was, am- it was amazing and beautiful. And like, he saw me looking at him and then was like, all right, this is the time when I do this, when I do this for you. And I just sat there while this man vote for me. While, while, while you're waiting to take a shit? No. <laughs> no. This is in the, yeah, this is in the, this is in the, in the okay. dance, the dance room. All right. All right, well... Ah, Paris. Yeah. So, Dan, Dan you, uh, thumbs up, thumbs down on Paris. Do you, do you like it? I'm not a Paris man, but, uh, you know, I, was, I wasn't a New York man for, uh, for several New York visits, and then Dino showed me the, the, the Dino side of New York, and now I love New York. I, someone will have to, you know... Eh, Paris is very intimidating to me. It's, it's, it's for, for no... For, I absolutely have no... Like, like, like I, I don't funnel my fear of Paris into me going, oh, Paris is shitty. I think the deal with Paris is, if I could totally make a bunch of sweeping generalizations and speculations, <laughs> is that like even though it's a city that everyone on the planet wants to go to, th- unlike other cities that everyone on the planet wants to go to, they have they've refused to succumb to the tourist industry they they're, they're the tourist culture like they all know english but they that's where you get that 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 stereotype of like well you have to try speaking french otherwise they don't like you yeah. i th- i finally got that when i was there i was like i i think putting myself in their shoes it was like oh it, suppose you're suppose you're paris and you just want to be new york like like people in new york don't bend over backwards for people that don't speak english uh, 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 yeah like, like like in my experience like going to italy people like will throw their arms around you as, as a stranger and some in, 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 also paris is not all of france like south of france is very different than being in paris 
uh, where people like, like it's it's more provincial and it's less like in Paris people are busy they got shit to do like and also being an American doesn't charm them that's, that's not enough on its own for, to be interesting to them they got shit to do I went to go buy a razor because I left my razor in New York and I went into a very busy like drugstore and I found the razor and I was hoping that I could just walk up put the razor on the thing she would type it up I would see a number I would overbid on, on, on euros <laughs> she would give me a lot of change and that would be the end of it and she goes she, she, she rings it up I put the money she goes I said I don't know and she's like why, why not like, and, 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 and perfect English I go I go je ne parle pas le français and she goes like why one phrase I know, I, I said, J'espère qu'en jeu, je parlerai bien le français. Like, one day I hope I can speak French well. And she goes, En jeu? <laughs> like, one day? Like, you're fucking, she's like, You're here now. I go, Lady, give me the fucking razor. <laughs> and, and, and she fucking died laughing. Like, she loved it. Like, like, they'll give you shit, you can give them shit back. Like, I was like, I just said, I hope I go, one day I'll speak French well. And she was giving me shit back. Like, they, 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 they're not mean. They just got shit to do. Uh, yeah. And, I, and I, I think that they're, they're, they're quite charming there. Well, I think there's just also, it's a city that people go to to have like fantasies and dreams and things. Like, but it's not like, 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 like barfing in Versailles. Like when you go to Venice, every other building is either a hotel or a purse store. There's, it's obvious that like, like, like there's not obviously tourism is like it's in, it's it's infused the culture. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna roll your eyes at the idea that you have visitors, then you you're an idiot as a Venetian. I think like you the the die is cast for them. And and for Paris, they're 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 like, look, I understand that you're in a waking dream because the Eiffel Tower's over my shoulder, but right. I, I I yeah, I got shit to do, and I'm not I'm not being a prick to you. I'm just saying, like, when you wander into my 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 bar, and you're kind of like, you know, you you're just in a different mindset as a tourist. You're like 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 oh like like you're you're off work, you're not working, and the it's yeah whatever. We've beat this horse dead, but it, it's it, <laughs> it, 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 it there's I think there's just cities that cities that make that choice. Like they it's a binary thing almost. They go like okay, think, let's face it, people are coming here to visit. I could I could see you liking it because I think that's kind of the the great thing about it because the thing that it, that's a turn off about the touristy stuff obviously is like the selfie stick so you have to buy the selfie stick take the selfie stick yeah. but it's kind of neat to just kind of I get comfortable and yeah you know, it would be it would be yeah several several like visits whatever I th- we, we, what, we, what, we, what I what I was blown away by is I had that box of uh, cake and I went to a, 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 like a, 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 <laughs> I, I went to a little cafe and said like near the Eiffel Tower I said I, I asked a waiter is it okay if I eat this here. And uh, he's like, only if you uh, you share with me. Like, he's like, like everybody wanted in that fucking cake box. I had two two, two little. This cakes. is the story that blew Jeff away. The story where he went into a sex dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> and I know he didn't that say was it, a but time travel was implied. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> so I just like that the precursor to that the cake story was. Uh, this is what blew me away. <laughs> This is what blew you. You were at the airport and it said, like, whore on your forehead. Uh, let's, uh, uh, you, you should write a, a, a new, like, a, a new manual for men to replace the game, which is such a pile of bullshit, just called the box of cake. <laughs> and, and we can just see men carrying around beautiful boxes of cake. I, I went to the, what's the, uh, what's the uh, museum where all the, um, like, the, the Les Invalides, where, where all the, uh, Dorsey? Uh, uh, 
where like Napoleon's tomb is, where all the armory and all that shit is. I walked in there, and then I went. I had I, I didn't finish all the cake, and so I went into the uh, <laughs> uh, the, the, um, the, the. You sat at Napoleon's grave with the cake, I, and Napoleon was like, "Oh, you going to share that with me?" I I, I I was in Napoleon's tomb with my half-eaten cake, and then I had the box, and, and then I went. Across. I went across the road to the Musée Rodin, and I, I wanted to see the, um, the, the statue of uh, Honoré de Balzac. And, I, and so I, I walk in there, and the, these two security guards come charging at me. And I, I'm assuming they're going to go, you can't, you can't bring food in here. And they're like, um, what is this? And I, and, I, and I opened it up and showed them, and I was is it okay? And, he goes, and they're like, oh, no. one guy's like, no, it's, it's okay. You, you, you can bring food into the thing. And the other guy's like, no, no, you, ha- you have to give it to me. <laughs> I was like, Did you give it to so me? I, I was like, then I, 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 for two euro, you walk in the fucking Musée Rodin gallery, and you're out in the fucking garden, and there's a fucking Le, le Penseur, there's the thinker by Rodin, and I'm a fucking eating my cake, and no one gave a shit. Like, you couldn't bring cake into a museum in the States. It was the best. And then girls walk by in the smoke, and they fucking want to know about that cake. Was this cake made out of diamonds? What, what kind it, of it did? Oh, so good. See, well, we got we're, we're we're you guys. We keep a tight schedule on this show, <laughs> and we got we got important shit to talk about with 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 uh, Spencer Crittenden. Bring him out. Oh shit! Oh shit! Hey guys, hey you know, wouldn't you believe it? I read a fucking article about men carrying cakes in public. <laughs> and it's a great way for men to uh, get the female experience of always having eyes on them, you know? <laughs> because men aren't traditionally stared at by everyone, whereas women are. And it's really hard to kind of fathom that experience of all this constant attention. But when a man is holding a cake, they get all that attention. Are, are you on Really right now? Uh, no. <laughs> his his mic's just a little a little up, I think. But wait, does this doesn't this imply that all women are Kathy? Uh, uh, no, no. Did you say you read an article? Did you really? Oh read yeah, yeah, I read real? an article. I, I love that. Yeah. Are you being glib, or did you really no, read an article? Why, why would I make up an article that I read? Uh, no, this lady, she she was like, it's probably really hard for for you know guys to fathom what it's like to always be contemplating you know gazes on you and to how that changes your behavior and just the way you hold yourself and the way you walk. And then her partner just was by chance carrying a cake and noticed that everyone was staring at him and they talked about it and she made this not exactly scientific test where she got guys to carry various uh, baked goods in public mm. and um, like a plate of cookies you know no, nothing nothing a, 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 an, an exposed cake oh boy look at it like a birthday style cake yeah like on a is stand it, do you think it's does the article talk about is the idea because it's uh, because of the psychological ramifications the mystery behind it or is it because everyone just wants that cake uh, I think that they said it was it was part of that it was both it was some people wanted the cake and wanted to make jokes about getting the cake and other people seemed like they just wanted to wait for someone to drop the oh, cake so well, a lot like, of times like, when men look at women that they want to fuck it looks like they want to eat them yeah so that I, so, uh, so it's comparable. You, um, I don't know if you guys, Dan, you, you, you don't strike me as a person that buys flowers. 9 11. 
walk in, walking in for the first time and being like, what the fuck? Dan actually buys flowers very frequently. But if you're if you're walking down walk down the street like in a in a busy like like New York or Seattle or a big town, walking down the road with 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 flowers in your hand is um aphrodisiac to everybody. Like everybody likes or it's like people just like, oh that that guy thought about something somebody else. I was it was my it was my diet's cheat day uh, yesterday, and I went to a Froyo place, and I got the ch- biggest bucket they had, and I filled it. I filled it a quarter of the way through, and then I put all peanut butter cups, and then I filled it another halfway through, and then I put all peanut butter cups and a little bit of crushed peanut butter cup, and then I filled it the rest of the way through, and I was just walking d- through Las Feliz. With, a, with, with like it was, it was obvious that I wasn't like taking it to a family. Yeah, it had one spoon in it. Well, and what did the side of it say? It says something like "just for me." Yeah, or <laughs> treating myself today. Yeah, <laughs> a special day or something. I think it's a, it's a cousin of the concept because of the prop I was carrying. I did feel like all of this extra meaning to every. I wasn't allowed to just be in 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 a in a in a shell as I walked past people. I wasn't allowed to just be anonymous. Like I had this prop and I and, and so I was a story to any every everybody in every window. It was like it was like, yeah, laugh it up, laugh it up, you fuckers. Uh, like, that's that's you know, just what boobs are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now you know how I feel. It's like I'm covered in frozen yogurt all the time and candies. <laughs> Um, so, 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 I say in the Garfield dress. So, I mean, like, I, 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 I don't know what's happening to me right now. Um, the, uh, the, I, I wanted to, uh, we, we, we were, we've been talking forever about, uh, you know, the, 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 like trying a different game mm-hmm. from my childhood, my, my high school days called Shadowrun. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and Spencer's been like reading the books, and like I've, I've seen him outside my uh, writer's room, like sitting there reading the Shadowrun books, getting very excited. Uh, and you, like, like we're not, go- we're not, we're not gonna, we're not gonna play it tonight, but we're also not gonna play D and D, and we're, we'll get, hey, fuck you, people. If you, if you want to know how it feels to get that kind of reaction, take up tray of cookies and wear them like a necklace. And then maybe you'll start to get it. But they can't be oatmeal, because that's... It's the most masculine. Yeah. Um, the, uh, put, put, put a pickle behind your ear, like it's a pencil, and you're like a uh, handy smurf. And then on the other ear, just dangle a piece of pizza. Or wear a sign, wear, wear a sign uh, around your neck that says, I forgot your cookies. <laughs> Right. Yeah. That that pencil was way too big to stay tucked behind that guy's ear. It's like a giant ass. It's like a microphone sized pencil behind his ear. But you don't know how stiff Smurf cartilage is. <laughs> it can't be that tough. Like, can I can I just point out very quickly that there's a man in the audience uh, whose laugh is identical to Judge Doom's laugh, Chris, Christopher Lloyd's character in Roger Rabbit, right after when he's when you find out he's a cartoon and he's turning into a cartoon and he like has that maniacal laugh. Dustin Marshall uh, pointed that out backstage. Who's, how, how's that laugh go? Like that. <laughs> 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 well, I don't want to do 
you're, that just that's not what it sounded like, and that sounded like I was making fun of you. But you're that like. Is the, it a good laugh? You, you, are you enjoying this laugh? Or are you? Are you? I mean, I I mean, I've gone through. At first, I was like, huh. And then I and then I was like, oh. And then I was like, oh, neat. Okay, great. We're all. And it's the truth. Yeah. Now I'm like, now I love it. Now it's like being covered in yogurt, but my yogurt for my own in front of a mirror. I'm not walking down the street. I'm in a room of mirrors, and I just am seeing my own yogurt. Yogurt. Yogurt's a lot grosser when it's not frozen. Covered in my own sugar-free Greek yogurt. Spencer, do you have other logic uh, problems with the Smurfs besides the size of uh, Henry? Yeah, I mean, there's just the one lady Smurf, right? Yeah. And yeah, they, don't Smurf they lay that. eggs? What? <laughs> but you know the lady Smurf was created by uh, Gilgamesh. What's his name? That's even more... Yeah, isn't that even... Gargamel. Gargamel. Well, <laughs> They took that from Gilgamesh. Well, Gilgamesh would have been would be impressive if it was. You know, Did they come out of the mushrooms? She was created by Hammurabi Smurf. Where do the do they come? Like I don't know. I, where I, do they grow? I, I know they're three apples high. But but didn't they are also, they? What, yeah, they're, they're, they're supposed to be three apples tall. Those are giant fucking mushrooms. Then they look like they could be easily crushed underfoot. But three apples, man. Those are huge mushrooms. Well, That's no, like, like a yeah, dog mansion size. You can tell from the Pac-Man cartoon that they definitely ripped off Smurfs. Like the uh, they had a Gargamel figure. I can't remember. God, what was his name? Mesmeron. Maybe. <laughs> Are you sure the Pac-Man pa- doesn't Pac- pre- pre- the... Oh, the cartoon. I, did, I didn't like that Pac-Man had hands and feet and had gloves on for some reason. He worked, well, what's he, he supposed to do? What, what, what's the cartoon supposed to be? I, I'm, I'm not sort of a rhetorical question, but what, but what would that cartoon be? Like, he's just floating in space, and he's like, well, I ate one dot. Like, time to eat another one. Like, how do you get 100 episodes out of that? Like, what do you do at Christmas? <laughs> he, he had to have gloves. You and like have a, a ton of dots. Yeah. I mean, I... I uh, yeah, they, I, they, they weren't just gloves. They were like kind of like gauntlets. Like, yeah, he had yeah. like big fancy gloves. Car- uh, cartoons <laughs> always seem to be wearing gloves. Yeah, because hands are but are hand, you could scarier. Just, you could just draw the hands. Hands are like nature's like gloves. The glove. <laughs> and then you could not have Hen- the little wristy part of the glove, and you'd have a hand. <laughs> I didn't realize until I, I, we were creating. The hand fills a... out the glove shape perfectly. <laughs> That's why it's that shape. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Oh, I bet I know why. I bet I know why they wear gloves. Maybe because in the old days, like cell animation, like the uh, color, the uh, when you were you, the way you made things move is by putting like transparency on top of transparency. There was always like a color differentiation between things that are moving and things that are static. Uh, yeah, yeah. So making sure that anything that's going to be moving a lot is like a different color than the thing next to it, maybe is like a good idea. Just a thought. So, right. Right, so if it, I think of course, because we all grew up on animation. What's but but but, 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 but I'm say, you're saying what I'm saying though. Is Callie right? here? Is that is that because no. it's a different cell? Because we've all seen those like Scooby Doo cartoons where it's like they're walking by a, a mountain and you're like, gee, I wonder if there's a secret door there because it's like, you know, it's gonna move, so it's like different color. Yeah. Uh, different, just slightly different shade because it's like through the. Did I tell you guys I was I drove with an Uber driver who was like a He-Man, the second biggest collector of He-Man cells. The second biggest. Second biggest. I love that he knew he was the second. I was like, who's the first? And he knew his name and stuff. I was like, you, was he angry? Yeah, I was, I was like, are you, are you guys enemies? He's like, no, no, we are. You know, it's like he's like you're cringer or whatever. Like, um, so, anyways, the. Uh, 
I didn't. I, I didn't know until we we did Rick and Morty that you have to pick the number of fingers when you do a. Uh, you know, Justin had Justin and I had to sit down, and Justin's like, "Okay, it's time for the finger conversation." <laughs> how many How many fingers are human beings gonna have in the thing? I was like, "Well, fucking five, motherfucker!" And, and, and he's like, "Well, <laughs> take it easy, there, cowboy." <laughs> Five fingers runs into money. <laughs> like, 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 like the Simpsons have four fingers, don't yeah. they? Yeah. yeah. Anyways, it's, it's weird. like 25% more fingers you have to draw. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it adds up. I mean, it's budget, budgetary-minded stuff. Yeah. Well, if you, yeah, yeah. I'm not. Uh. Right, so Garfield has four. Spencer, uh, I ha- have you played? Uh, have you played Shadowrun before? No. Uh, do you? What do you? What's your impressions off the bat of uh, Shadowrun? It's a great system. <laughs> the sha- I the sh- believe that. The Shadowrun universe is. It sure is, Dan. <laughs> we'll be right back. Squarespace helps you make your own website. <laughs> I'm here to talk about bonobos. Um, <clears throat> it takes place in the in the dark future of mankind. Corporations have taken over the government. Mega corporations. Imagine Dan. that. Uh, the the. But in addition to that, in addition to all that far flung future business, where you know there's all the hacking and the laser swords and the implants and the bionic things, there has been an awakening. An awakening has happened along the way. Yes. In addition to the world going to shit just for regular conventional reasons. Like there was capitalism. an awakening where magic returned. People started deforming, turning into <laughs> trolls and elves and goblins and orcs and things. And there's dragons and stuff that are that, that, like. Did I, did I read correctly? There's a dragon that gave an interview. Yeah, they, yeah, that was that was Dunkelzon, I think, if I'm pronouncing that right. Dunkelzon, he became the first dragon president. It's my mom's maiden name. It's true. It's Dunkel. It's a good name. Now, Zon means son now, b- before b- before we embark on this, are we saying goodbye to our our our, our D and D campaign for? Don't games? say goodbye. I'm glad you asked. Say good journey. Oh, sorry. Oh, I no you. What does no, what does good journey mean, Dan? Uh, just a reference to the uh, Dolph Lundgren He Man movie from. <laughs> Doesn't okay. D- Dan's the third biggest collector of He Man. <laughs> It's cra- if you if you if you actually look at a a, a bird's eye map of uh, of uh, Castle Grayskull, it's identical to Dealey P- Plaza. <laughs> yeah. So well, that's a great question, Jeff. I'm glad you asked. Thank I you, don't really, I don't really know the answer to that. Actually. I feel like it's easy enough to put on. I mean, we don't have to set our D and D stuff on fire. That story's not done, obviously. Well, you don't know how I DM then. <laughs> oh. Ooh. It's all all fire. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay, so set it aside is the answer to Jeff Davis's question. All right. Yeah. Put a pit in it. Do you want me to Can we introduce some special guests tonight? Yeah. I'd love that. I mean, I don't know how he feels about being pointed out, but uh, the uh, the 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 uh, the guy from Homeland is here. Uh, uh, can, can you can you just come, can you come up and just wave to everybody? 
Remember, he's the he's a is he a is he a, is he a president or a terrorist? I, that was a bit. He just looked like the guy from Homeland to me. Good. <laughs> I can't I can't help you there. I've never seen the show. Well. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That was a that was a misfire, I guess. No, you have to do two more. <laughs> I know there's a young lady, young compared to me, uh, who's uh, it's her thirtieth birthday tonight. Where, 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 somebody tweeted me about their thirtieth birthday. Wh- wh- are you here? <laughs> are you? Do you? Do you? Do you? Do you want to? Do you want to be looked at? <laughs> Do you, do you want to come up here and be, be like a up? piece of cake? <laughs> What's your name? You can say no, by the way, but... No, Laura. No, Laura. Okay, you're coming up? Okay. Laura, everybody. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Laura. Happy birthday to you. Dan, Dan, have I told you my fix on that song? I have a fix on the happy birthday song. You go, happy birthday to you. That's it. You're done. You go, happy birthday to you. Then you you fucking move along. Hello, Laura. Uh, Laura, you a big Lakers fan? No, I... Laura is wearing a purple sweater and a my, my, uh, yellow skirt. My sister actually pointed that out, that oh, yeah? I look like a Lakers fan, but no, I, I don't like sports. So Are you I, from L.A.? I'm from Chicago. And you, you pilgrimage down here? Up here? Down here. Okay. Over. Uh, 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 you, you didn't just come for Harmontown, right? You, 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 had, you, know, you had Hollywood signs to look at and stuff? My sister lives here, too, so. but, but yeah. So, and to look at Aaron's skirt because it's amazing. Thank you. Are you uh, are you scared to be uh, old now? <laughs> you're thirty. You look you look like you're nineteen. Right? Thirty's the new nineteen. <laughs> I think you go through a process when you're getting to that age, and you kind of go through it when you're like, oh shit, I'm twenty nine. Oh no, and you you know. Get over I just, it. I just turned 30 yeah. three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. <laughs> we have the best audience of all time tonight, by the way. <laughs> Fuckers are up for anything. <laughs> is, there, is there a wish that we could, we could help you with? Oh, no. Um, <laughs> um, I've got a funny uh, uh, thing to tell if someone is... Um, like <laughs> looking <laughs> uh, uh, is 25 years or younger I'm that yeah 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 um, who is John Bobbitt oh let me tell you about John Bobbitt <laughs> I, I don't know yes, it works it works oh, really? do you know is who, that John, thing? Yeah, 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 do you know who John Bobbitt is yeah 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 Lorena Bobbitt? The, 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 the guy that got. Am I going to learn when I'm 25? <laughs> You'll be taken to the woods. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you who John Bobbitt is to me. He's the he's the uh, the most guaranteed comedy sports suggestion <laughs> from, from, from during the uh, three year period. Is that the, guy that the guy that had his penis cut off? By his wife, oh, it's right? horrible! Yeah. It's horrible. A few years ago, he did a porn. Uh, so everything's fine. He got his penis reconstructed. <laughs> did he do that 25 years ago? 
<laughs> no, it's just a, a funny thing that a friend of mine pointed out that anyone under like 25 does not know that story. That's fascinating. I want to know why. Well, what happened 20 like when when no what's the time people frame? People aren't talking about it. Yeah, yeah, I know, but when why why aren't they? <laughs> when were they? Because when you were when when it happened, you were too young for your yeah. parents to tell no, you about a guy whose dick got cut off. When did it happen? <laughs> oh, it happened like uh, early. Oh, ninety eight. No, no, earlier Good than year. that. So, so ninety four. So, someone knows it. And, and why why was it notable? Yeah, it was it was just like a like a bit like a highly publicized like true crime type I've thing. Read it's the like same reason six why six or seven stories about crazy mishaps involving penis severings. I mean, uh, I well, it wasn't a mishap. It followed through. It sounds like a mishap. I heard about a woman. I, I don't know where I heard this. Maybe this is a thing that everyone knows about, or maybe something that just happened to someone that I like a friend of a friend. Some uh, a guy the, the woman didn't like him. She was mad at him, and she super glued his dick to his stomach. <laughs> I think that was dialogue from Reservoir Dogs, wasn't it? That's what you're thinking of? I don't know. Isn't that Harvey Keitel told the story? Well, that's a very interesting concept, though, that you could stand, that you could pick a random thing, or not a random thing, a very decided thing, because that's the thing you're looking for, that there's a... uh, there, there's a there's a momentum to pop cultural zeitgeist and the John Wayne Bobbitt thing, like the foam of that surf, like stops just before the toes of someone at a certain age. I think that's very interesting. Do you know about uh, Nancy Kerrigan and Tony Harden? Oh, let me tell you about Nancy Kerrigan. <laughs> Wait, was that figure skating? Yeah. 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 I, I my my roommate watched a documentary about that that I was listening to. It's back in the news, but had you heard about it before the uh, documentary thing? When I when I heard the incident, I was like, "Oh shit, this was big." When I was like seven or something, like I, I definitely heard echoes of it. But yeah, I don't I don't really yeah. Doesn't it seem a little bit like maybe this is an illusion of we're in between them? Like I remember and the last one I can remember is like Octo Mom. Like everyone, like when there's when there's this thing that has no stakes to global society at all, but it's just like everyone's talking about it because it's just like when you focus in on it. It's it's everyone just wants to talk about Octomom. Um, the the like it seems like we've been we've been in this reverse oasis of uh, or sandbar of like uh, like are those days over? Because I, like, I think no. you might just be working too hard. I mean, there there are a lot. Of, I'm not doing it bad. I mean, there there are a, a ton of like uh, true crime things that are constantly in the news. Casey Anthony was was pretty. I don't think Octomom's and, a yeah. true crime thing though. <laughs> <laughs> well, she she was. Like I don't know. Well, she. I guess that it was counts. like a legal I mean, it's, thing. It's, like it's, she wasn't. A... I mean, it does, it does count because it's like relative to what should be important to anybody. It is one human life, and it shouldn't. It's like it's like yeah, our decision to focus in on it. Yeah, Casey Anthony was a thing. I guess those just pop up once in a while. It just feels like we've been through this patch right now. It's just fucking like darkness, darkness, dark. Oh, like, like, oh I see. Just this river sticks of like like oh, there's Bill Cosby's head floating. I can recognize that, but <laughs> like 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 everything is just moreover just kind of like real like everything's kind of real right well and I didn't want to imply that the Casey Anthony story was fun no 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 <laughs> it's not fun it's not, not hard to, but, but, but no there's bigger fish to fry than 350 million people focused on one verdict of one case to be sure so those there's like these things that pop up I was just wondering it seemed like in the but I think that's how you remember time like if I look back through the 80s I'll remember like all of those things, these little maypoles that we danced around, and I won't remember like the lava flow of actual society. 
stuff just also like turns over so much more quickly than it used to. Right now, it's just like I think with every with every passing day, it's like I don't know where the tipping points are or where they've been, but it just it's like it seems like I almost want to like you, they're, they're going to invent some phrase for it now where you can't even exist as a as an entertainment like kind of person like you you have to make a decision in your life whether you're going to dip a toe in that river or not like you have to have a relationship with it because it's like there's just too much available reality now you can't you can't like there's there's a camera on everything everything is documented all of the all of the goo is seeping up it's all available to us i could i could i could tweet like like hey everybody like like come, we're we're going to have a sock hop tomorrow night let's have let's let's we're going to have a good old sock hop sock hop and i know that somebody out of 350,000 people that are like 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 looking at that i know that someone is going to go that's a that's a little bit of a bummer considering that someone got strangled by socks yesterday, like, or that or, or that or that you know socks like hashtag sock slaughter like 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 like, like you know and I'll, I'll do a little googling and I'll be like you know what come to think of it my relationship with the word sock does need to change like I fucked up um, it's it and I, I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not being that 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 guy that's going like like give me a break let me say what I want I'm not, I'm saying I'm saying like you're the just saying world that is... Irish people are dirty little people <laughs> they're dirty little potato people. I'm gonna get one of those. I'm gonna get one of those mouth swabs and mail it in, so I can. I can. I, I hope I'm one of them. I hope I'm one of those dirty potato people. <laughs> what, what, what is your, heritage, your your lineage? I don't know. I gotta find out. You don't know. I want to be a dirty potato person. Let's do it. I'll, I'll get us. I'll get us some some swabs. Though, though, my my mine's mine's pretty clear. I'll get you a swab. Yeah. What do you What do you think you are? You must know something. I feel like I must be pretty Irish, but and then and then, and then beyond that, pretty Polish. What if you found out that you were straight up 100% Parisian? <laughs> like the te- the, you get a letter from the company and they're like, uh, Mr. Harmon, uh, no, no, a knock on the door. Uh, sir, we, we've never done this before, but we've never gotten a test back that's so conclusive. You are from this cafe. It's they printed. <laughs> Your father is Victor Hugo. <laughs> Let's say, uh, what, I, I, for, I forgot the birthday girl's name. Laura. 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 Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's do that thing that we do for everyone's birthday. Uh, Give me some vodka. Oh. Okay. That a girl. She asked me, pour, pour the gala drink. Laura, uh, we, we asked you, uh, do you have any wish, wish fulfillment? Wait, 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 do, do you want to live in Los Angeles? Are you, just, are you visiting here? Or? Just visiting. Yeah. You want, you want to stay in Chicago? Uh, yeah, I work for a nonprofit there, so I'm having a good what, time. What do you do? I uh, teach English as a second language, and I help immigrants and refugees adjust to life in Chicago. Wow. Hey. Oh, is there, is there any... Uh... Don't coddle her. <laughs> Don't enable her. Uh, <laughs> there's too many people speaking English as a second language. I feel like you're cheating. Where does it stop? The... Pretty soon it'll be taught as a third language. I feel like you're cheating at the, oh God, am I doing something that really matters at 30 game? <laughs> I don't get paid very much if that makes anyone feel better, so. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, happy birthday, Laura. Let's. Uh, I don't know. I'm. I'm bad at. Uh, uh, I, at per tradition, as you walk back to your seat, Dan is going to list every major event that's happened in the last thirty years. Right. Also, 
Spanking machine. <laughs> which is, which, is uh, which we call Je- Jeff's apartment. <laughs> All right, yeah. For each of the thirty steps back to your seat, I will I will recount a w- the world in pictures. Thank Laura, you, everybody, thank you, Laura. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Thank up. you. This is the best birthday gift. 1985, Bill Clinton is 1987, 1988, Bill Clinton is 1999, Bill Clinton is Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton. She walked so fast, it's just a blur of Bill Clinton. That's all I remember. Did you say Bill Clinton is 1999? Yeah. All right, so Spencer, shadow run, lay it on us. Uh, (laughs) You guys are great at segues. Well, what we have to talk about is what kind of characters we would like to play. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a way. You, you guys got to make the characters. So, uh, in, in general, there's kind of five roles. Um, the, the roles are kind of like classes, but they're not really. There's not strictly classes in Shadowrun. So, the, f- the first role is the face. You know, he's the guy. He's like Jeff Davis. Um, he knows people, and he tells stories, and he talks, and, you know... He's that guy. He know you know. That's a role. Yeah, it's you, 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 whenever whenever there's a crew of people in a movie in a caper movie, they go to a guy who knows some people. Oh, he's the face man. That's the face. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Well, me, yeah, because because the word the the title of the game Shadowrun comes from the idea that that in the future there's the corporations control like uh, the world, the mega corporations. They can have their own armies and they have their own law, and the world's just kind of a mishmash of of uh, craziness and alliances and. And stuff, and there's and there's these mercenaries that that uh, dwell in the shadows that can, you know, if you if you need something done and you can't do it through legitimate channels, they're like the A team. You go you go to these people, <laughs> shadow so, runners. So, so, uh, Face man's an actual character from A team. Is, is there a? It's all. It's like the. A-team. Can I be B A Baracus? Yeah, you can. He's a troll. Is he? In in Shadow Run, he's a troll. Yeah. I don't make the rules. Yeah. Okay, so what else? Uh, you got the face man, you got the troll? You, you <laughs> no, trolls are a race, Jeff. You said there were no races. Classes. Yeah, there's no classes. Okay, so the classes are what? Sorry. Okay. There's the face. After the face, there's what I, I hate to refer to as the street samurai. That's a sem- essentially a guy who owns weapons. Um, yeah. They're, they're the muscle, you know? Sometimes they got rocket launchers. Sometimes they just got swords and sticks and shit, but they use them for tasks. Street samurai? Street samurai. So they're, they're fighters with weapons. Yeah. Okay. Then you got uh, you got the decker. That's your hacker. Um, that's kind of like the, the whole thing about the future is instead of the internet, they got the matrix. And the matrix is like this virtual overlaid world. So like if I was looking in the matrix, I'd see like a virtual... Uh, mic stand and like a virtual table and then it would be all like this is a mic stand made by Sony Corp and you know it's all virtual reality sort of thing and then the Deckers they they hack that shit they have these little portable computers that can do illegal stuff and they can steal money and you know do do hacking things gotcha like hackers would I don't right. know they could disable your cyber eyes or something you know <laughs> my cyber eyes yeah if you have them that's you a make of car and Shadowrun. You can get cyber eyes. Lots of people game. have like implants, bionic implants. Yeah. Okay. 
So we got we got the the face, the, the street samurai, the decker. Who the else? The decker. Then you got your rigger. A rigger is like a hacker, but they work with uh, vehicles and machines. Because in this far flung hu- uh, future, people don't really know how to drive. Everything just kind of drives automatically using this thing called grid guide, which is essentially like uh, if you had to do what Waze told you to. <laughs> So um, it's just like that. And so no one knows how to drive unless you, like, spent time learning how to drive. And then the advanced people are riggers where they can actually jump into the, into the Internet and control vehicles from the inside, like, like go in and be the vehicle. And they also control drones, which are robots and stuff. So that's the rigger. Then you got your magic users, which are broken up into uh, your shamans. And your sorcerers, as well as your adepts, and shamans are like, uh, you know, they, they pray to spirits, and that's where they get their magic. And uh, sorcerers, they're just wizards and shit. And then adepts are like, they're like people that are really good at stuff in a magical way. So, like, uh, if, you were, if you could punch through a wall, that would be because you're, like, magically strong. But you couldn't, like, shoot fireballs and stuff. Mm. <laughs> that's five, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can you? I have some more questions about the adepts. Yep. Like, uh, so, so, are you a certain kind of adept? Would you be like, I am like a muscly adept that punches through walls? Or? Yeah. Like, there could be an adept who's like a master with a swordsman. So, like, if you think of a swordsman who could like slice a grasshopper in half with his eyes closed, that would be like an almost <laughs> magical level of skill. Or if someone could like be so good at card games or shooting guns or something, <laughs> that it really, you know. So, is it like shape shifting without shape shifting? Are you like absorb? Like, you get to absorb? Like it's like it's like Neo in the Matrix, I would say. I I tried, Adam. I tried. I got one. I said one thing that wasn't dumb. I tried to to help you. Anyway, yeah, no adepts. Like adepts are like there's a guy, you know, he's maybe an assassin, and he's got magical abilities that augment his assassinship. Ooh. Okay, I see. But maybe there's a better because the 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 uh like the the there's probably a permutation of uh of 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 the class system that allows for just about any kind of character you would want to be. So it kind of begs the question like what you know Yeah. So knowing what little I've told you about the setting, if you had a character concept, that'd be a great place to start. So like if I was if I was in the world of Shadowrun, I'd be like the well-mannered nerd who knows enough but not enough to save his own ass. <laughs> or you know, like something like that. You start So we have to start, size ourselves up. Yeah, you start with like a, a tagline as your character concept. Yeah. You know? June Night Blade. Yeah. <laughs> That's a character concept. It happened. I, uh, I, I wish you were 15 you were, years You were a big fan of that movie, Lucy, I remember. Uh, uh, that's uh, my favorite movie ever. That movie's the, the dumbest piece of shit ever. So, uh, but so exhilarating. It was so, uh, right, so About ten, was ten so minutes good. before the end of that movie, Aaron said, God damn it, why does this movie have to be ending? <laughs> I, was, I don't know the last time that I felt that. Uh, you wanted Scarlett Johansson to keep turning into more I just more wanted them to start improvising. Goo. Yeah, like her go through the ground and then the earth she starts juggling the solar system and, and how, then eating it and then but then not qu- quickly to, in that movie like uh, like like they make the big deal in that movie which is 
uh, like uh, Asian guys with guns, like a totally no stakes deal. Like, like, like it's about tw- about twenty percent of her brain. She can just make everyone in the world fall down, right? Yeah. And then, yeah. like for another hour and a half after that, it's like, now what's she gonna do? And can she? Well, she can you can always make everything. everyone fall down, like, like <laughs> that thing you do where you just kill the planet. And then teleport. And then, uh, Aaron, Aaron was saying, is it, is this movie gonna end with uh, uh, her like taking the sun? out of the sky and throwing it at a guy's head. <laughs> yeah, Lucy, you should check it out. So, uh, so Spencer, uh, so the, the, the job of these shadow runners is, is to, like, they're, they're kind of like guns for hire. They're the people that like... Yeah, they do illegal stuff. The whole thing is, okay, there is this incident that happened where the Native Americans, um, they formed their own state and they stole nuclear warheads and they're holding the whole world hostage. And as a kind of a result of that... Uh, Spencer, really Too quick, soon. Really quick, when Spencer sent this email today explaining all of this, and then I, asked, I had some questions about like the attitudes towards the other races, and in the email, you, see, you said, well, you know, like everybody hates Native Americans. And I thought... <laughs> That is not you, that is not I the thought all I day that like your understanding of the world is that everyone hates Native Americans, I, and I was like, holy shit, and I just like let it go. But this is a within the world. That, that is not the diction I, I use. I, I feel like Native Americans have been getting a free ride in this country for too long. No, that's not that's not what he. No, he didn't say anything. But I thought I didn't use those words exactly. No, no, no. Everyone in the world of Shadowrun is uh, is racist against Indians because you know they 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 took the world hostage with nuclear weapons. Okay, and, and what uh, like terrorists? I'm not familiar with that. And did that resolve? Did the, the yeah? You know, they shot missiles, but the missiles didn't uh, didn't didn't get to where they were going. No one knows why. Oh, so then as a result of that, the uh, the the governments of the various nations were like, shit, man. You companies, you need to be able to protect yourselves. And so they started hiring private armies. And then they got this thing called extraterritorial status, which basically meant that corporations uh, set the rules instead of the governments. And then they formed their own government called the corporate court. So as of that, all the corporations started rewriting the rules and started getting all the money and started making everyone kind of into this you know, these dystopian wage slaves. So when everyone is uh, is kind of just slaves to corporations and corporations only have to play by the rules that they set when they don't want to play within those rules they hire shadow runs or shadow runners to do stuff like uh, murder politicians or steal high-tech shoes <laughs> those are going to be your first two missions <laughs> Yeah, like a shadow run is one of these covert operations, and shadow runners are basically mercenaries. Okay. Yeah. So, so like, can, so meanwhile, we have cover our jobs, covered jobs. No, it's I like mean, we're you like, might. We well, moonlight as shadow runners. Well, in the, the thing is, in in the world, you need this thing called an SIN. That's essentially like a credit card number that everyone has. Well, it's like a credit card and a social security number. It's what the governments use to track you. But shadow runners don't have those, so they can kind of live outside of the world or outside of the law. But as a result, they can't actually have jobs in the normal way. So the only way they make their living is with crime and with doing these runs. If, if you are, you're outed as a shadow runner, are you, are you imprisoned? Like, is it illegal to, to be one? Uh, it is illegal to be one, but that's why they always use false IDs. So you'll probably be running with three or four false IDs. So if someone's like, oh, that's Kyle Robertson, where you're like, I'm James Jamerson now. <laughs> 
so mystical it is illegal, but they they have ways around it. Oh, you know who would be helpful uh, 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 in this is Demarge Brown. Is Demarge yeah. Brown here? Demarge. Demarge, you here? Yeah. There's a really big Demarge Brown fan over there. <laughs> Hopefully not too big. I thought if we're gonna if we're gonna make character, are you gonna be here next week? Uh, you don't have. I'm to scrolling be. through my schedule right now. Well, yes. It doesn't. Yeah. Yes. I just wanted to get some get some get the pudding stirred here a little bit. We're we're making we're making we're making characters. Now, do, do we have to decide right now, or should we should we sleep on this and go home? Uh, should I do some more research and think about this more, or should I fire from the hip and pick a character? I mean, I don't care. <laughs> I think, we're, we're I think for, out, right? for the presentation of it, maybe we should come up with character ideas, and then if you change your mind, we could go from there. Just for the audience. Like what you're saying when you were describing those five roles, what you mean by that is 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 like that. Those know, are kind of skill sets. In order for there to be a successful, like kind of typical mission, like you kind of want those points covered, or like, at least a couple of them, right? Yeah. So, so that, what what is the face man again? Like he, he's the guy that you go to for what? He he just knows people. So if it's all if it's like oh I need to be smuggled into the sewers of Borneo, he you know maybe a, a guy box. knows that. Yeah, he has a cake box. Maybe he knows. Maybe he he has a guy who's high up in the business. So if you need to get some business intel, he knows what's going on at the Shiawase Corp, for instance. So he's like Huggy Bear and Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> all right, thank you, Demar. He's like that thing that he said. Demarge, your hair has become tremendous as well. Yeah, uh, yeah you have the Dan Harmon's beard of hair. Right? I think it's all. It's <laughs> <laughs> just letting it fly, man. It's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> is it easy to maintain? How, how is that? How, I just let it sit there. <laughs> <laughs> and when it needs to be reordered, I pull it all out, and, and it, it curls back in on itself over the course of a month. I like it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm going to be the face man of the group. That's that seems that, pretty that's obvious, obvious to me. That's obvious. <laughs> I thought that would get you know, a bigger, I, I, I've bigger never, laugh. I've never been a magic user. So I'm, I'm tempted to be a magic user because I've never done it. All right. So do you want to be a, a shaman or a sorcerer? Shamans kind of, they revere spirits, whereas sorcerers are like, this is a science to use magic. They, they, they function. Who wants me to be a shaman? Yeah. Who wants me to be a sorcerer? Yeah. I'll be a rigger. Who? No. Fuck it. I'm a sorcerer, Spencer. I'm a sorcerer. All right. So who, what, what? Who, who's confused about the vehemence of the opinions? <laughs> oh, nobody. Nobody. Okay. But also, there's race. So there's dwarf and human. I want to be a black sorcerer. Okay. <laughs> or a, or a, a dirty Irish potato sorcerer. <laughs> I mean, so there's human and orc and troll and oh, elf and dwarf. <laughs> Um, There's black too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I imagine an elf sorcerer would be pretty good at being a sorcerer, right? Yeah. Who wants me to be an elf sorcerer? <laughs> <laughs> Who has no opinion? <laughs> I'm a decker. Should uh, Spencer, could you, uh, as a as a GM, could you give some advice on like how, what would be what would make us happiest as individuals when choosing? <laughs> Um, what yeah. we are like should we should are we you saying what, what character would you like to kill off less quickly than your other character alright uh, 
what uh, like should we be choosing characters that fit? I don't know. Like your opinion. Obviously, there's no, there's not well, a like right like, or wrong. I mean, if you think about a character in like a TV show, it's like that could be summed up in like a thing, and then a character like that might be appealing to you. So it's like, oh, she's the bubbly girl next door. Like <laughs> that could be like a kind of concept. So whatever appeals to you as a concept of a character you might want to play, even independent of abilities and stuff. That's, and do you that's think, do you have an opinion about whether people are most, I mean, like, because there's two philosophies. One is you play a person who, like, you could never be in real life, and then the other is to, like, kind of play a mythologized version of what you are in real life. Yeah. And they're both valid, like, for role-playing, but, like, do you, do you, what do you, what do, you do when you play? I play as little girls, man. <laughs> Too soon. No, I play as I play as uh, characters. I exclusively play as characters that are skinny. Well, okay, so so but do, do I'd you, recommend that. Do you play? They can you, jump higher. Do you play as? <laughs> but I mean, like, like as far as personality goes, do your characters tend to be more like what uh, you want to be or what you aren't or what you dare I like not be? Or that like, let me uh, utilize intelligence. You know, like, uh, yeah. No, but I mean, as far as the, your relationship to that character, what kind? What did, what should I do? <laughs> so I'm saying like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a, a, a decision for myself right now, only because I think this will be fun. I want to be a 15 year old girl who is an elf sorcerer. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I want to be like like a, like a like a, a a young high school girl like age. Well, Aaron, like, kind of like, like a disenfranchised, dis like disaffected, like little punk rock chick. Right. Well, well finally, teenage girls have a voice. <laughs> See what? When when we're playing, I mean, what do you tend to find yourself doing? You know, like you 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 certainly cra uh, craft a lot of things. Like you <laughs> you like to find. Uh, you like yeah. To well, I'm 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 torn. Uh, Adam, what? I think you might enjoy playing a Decker slash Rigger because there's a lot of. Go with it and make stuff up in hacking. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that too. Like, see, oh, like taking the existing too. world. I, I would agree with that. Like, like, like. Okay. Oh, can I make that car do this? Or yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I mean, I mean, part of, part of me really wants to play like so, like something that I'm not that I would really like to be like like a really short, strong immigrant man. Um, <laughs> I did not expect that to get a laugh. I feel like that's obvious that, like, deep down inside. It's, like, just, it's just funny how convicted uh, you are. <laughs> a lot of phrases that are funny when you just say them. <laughs> uh, but then, obviously, like, what, what, what I, I you, really what, like crafting what, things and coming up with different should, things. Maybe you should start with a name first. Oh. What, 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 like country, what, what country did you immigrate from? Oh, just like a... Like emigrate a, from. Uh, uh, an Eastern European country. Well, good news. Most of the Eastern European countries have been buried by radioactive sludge. <laughs> so there's great reason to emigrate from them. Emigrate is a, a 21st century form of immigration where you, you, you send yourself to a, to a computer. What I, what I, I think I, like within the game, the things that I enjoy the most are like my character like pretending to be something or trying to talk to people. I guess, I don't know, I just like talking to people about how That's they like, feel. That could be so like which the, of the, That could be like the, the face man, you know? 
You'll you'll oh, really? you'll stroll okay. up to the security guard and be all like, "Hey, man, I'm here on an inspection." Uh, <laughs> and then you'll roll some dice, and maybe he'll believe it. So that's always my favorite part of the adventure is when Aaron is uh, <laughs> in charge of. <laughs> go ahead, Aaron. Go talk to the guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> So, so you just yeah. I mean, well, that yeah, that would probably be a disaster. Everyone would be really mad. I uh, hey, it, <laughs> entertainment is a disaster. Uh, no, um, it's what you enjoy. Okay, well, I enjoy. I like talking to the other characters. I also like magic. Can I be a magic face? Uh, yeah, I mean, there like we were talking about adepts. There's like an adept face might be like a guy who or a girl who's like so charismatic and beautiful that it's beyond you know the normal world. <laughs> I think we have a winner. That's a yes. That is a yes. I mean, like people are like, I mean, how did that happen? I mean, look at that face. Yes. But yes, I would. Yeah, yes, I would like that. I uh, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Carmen, what, what do you want to be? Uh, I'm. A, uh, uh, I'm a, uh, yeah. I'm. Uh, well, I'm just gonna go. I'll just go with my my old like when I played Shadowrun the first time. Like I, uh, you know, if his name is Jim Nightblade, that's fine. Oh, return it, Jim like a, like a I guess he'd be a street samurai category because it just it's just more of like an assassin kind of yeah guy. he'd probably just have a lot of gear and stuff yeah like a like like specialty in uh, stealth and like uh, kill kill you know killing and, killing yeah yeah <laughs> quiet five o'clock shadow uh, uh, very very sexy obviously uh, but yeah but I'm like not totally gonna, unintentionally yeah I'm not gonna physically describe them so. uh, you'll 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 get there. <laughs> Like uh, kind of ripped, and uh, you have you have like old doodles of Jim Nightblade in your journal yeah, I'll that give a, I'll I will photocopy and put on t-shirts immediately. <laughs> <laughs> that is a promise. If I find a doodle, very, very yeah, world world weary. Uh, uh, just I'm not gonna the, design write down any of those things. That'll be like your duty to bring to the character, you know. Yeah, I'm just yeah. going to write down like six, four, 13, you know, numbers and shit. What's, what's left, Demorge? You can't be black. <laughs> oh, can I be, uh, would I be, uh, is there some sort of cross between a street samurai and then uh, almost like a hagiograph, like a, a person that read, can read a mood, can shift with, the mood as the situation changes. Or it can sense a mood change in the situation before it gets there. Like he's highly perceptive? Or empathetic? Yeah. Yes? If we were going from A to B, and in between that there were several different types of people to encounter. Or maybe, is there somebody who would be like, uh, since they can't have jobs, <laughs> that they would have... <laughs> we said you can't be black. <laughs> Ooh. I'm not even. I don't get I'm it. I'm standing perfectly still for the people who can't read this at home. Uh, is there, you know how characters in that world sometimes they're, they have these underground jobs, like they're the greeter at a hotel or they're a greeter at a, like a casino, some underground casino or something. 
but they have all this other information. So for people in that world, they have one face. For people in the know, they do something completely different. And they always have this sort of broad personality the, uh, for the people in the regular world. So, hello, hi, how are you? That kind of thing. And then off the, out of the other side of their mouth, they're whispering vital information. People are doing something else. Is that? So they're like, well, red? <laughs> I don't. Uh, at, the, at the street level, maybe. Is, is, that, uh, a, is, that, a, I mean? is that a charisma thing? or a, Well, I mean, it sounds What about like a street samurai that, could, that can kind of... Uh, Convince other people that can change form in front of other people. Change. Form? Talk about like the newspaper yeah. guy from uh, Men in Black. <laughs> uh, I'm a street samurai. Yeah, that's yeah. a yeah. I mean, what you're yeah, that's a thing. Definitely, it sounds like what you're describing is just a guy who has this like a personality pre- a trait that can walk around. Like a what? Like a precog that can walk oh. around. Oh. Uh, I don't know if there's anything like that quite. There's not really psychic abilities so much as magic. Okay. Sorry. So just a street samurai. That's All it. right. I'll be an everyman. We got to figure out your guys' races. <laughs> what, what race do you want to be, Demorge? I want to be Norwegian. <laughs> and my name is Hordegard. So, like, there's humans and dwarves and elves. <laughs> and then there's orcs and there's trolls. And any one of those can be from Norway. The second one. There's dwarves? Uh, I'm a dwarf, yes. Okay. Yeah. A Norwegian dwarf. I once had a dwarf. <laughs> He's an elf. A dwarfling. What about Dan and Aaron? Um, I want to be f- uh, from British Columbia. Okay. <laughs> and um, I uh, I want my name to be um, Mercy O'Donnell. <laughs> And I want my race to be, I think, I think human. Okay. Mercy O'Donnell, the human from British Columbia, with the face that you've never seen. It looks like a picture of the galaxy, and you're like, how did they take that picture? But it's a human. It doesn't actually look like the galaxy, but your relationship with it is like, is like you're looking at the heavens. I am very excited. Uh, I'll, 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 I'd like to be human. <laughs> All right. And I, I'm going to be a 15 year old girl named Juna, who's an elf sorcerer. All right. I think we got 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 everything settled then. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's good. So, do we have a show next week? I was also, my, my, my character wear, my character wears Converse. <laughs> Is there a what, show what next Earth week? Race Does anybody know back there? <laughs> no. Yeah, there is a show next week. Oh my god. The fuck? Good confi- no, okay. I guess no there's show. not a show in two weeks. Sorry, yeah, we're getting a rocky start coming back from the new year, so there's no show next week, but uh, then, then there's one, uh, one, the, one the week after that. How about that for, for uh, 
So what, 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 do, what do we have to do between now and uh, the next show, Spencer, in terms of character? Do we have to roll stats and stuff like that? No, or? I'll take care of all that. Just think about the characters you want to create and their backgrounds and what they their interests might be, you know, stuff like that. Now, you're like a super magic guy, so you probably don't want a lot of, like, robot parts. Girl. But, yeah, girl. <laughs> but the rest, of you, the rest of you guys think about maybe also what kind of robot parts you want. Like, maybe if you want, Do we like, have a, to have robot parts? a metal spleen. <laughs> no, no, you don't what have to. What is that to. based on? Like, what, how are we making that decision? Why would we want a metal spleen? Because it's the future, man. You can have laser eyes and shit. I don't know. It's, that's part of it. If you want to have a robot arm that has, like, a... Like a laser eye in it. <laughs> Do you want like an eye that shoots lasers? So, so I, I, I like can't, a drinking I, fountain in your thumb, or I can't yeah. be ro- I can't be robotic because I'm a magic user. Yeah, it fucks up your magics. Ah, uh, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love this. So think about those things, and I'll I'll, I'll work on making the characters. You know, backgrounds, your histories. Uh, what what you do on Thursday evenings, <laughs> stuff like that. I what, eat lingonberries. <laughs> what 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 does what does what does Jim Nightblade do on a Thursday evening? He just, like he just looks out at the uh, futuristic cityscape and uh, uh, wonders uh, uh, how it got to this. <laughs> Over, over, over a vial of blue liquid. Are we, are we returning in two weeks with a presentation or poetry about our characters? Or you, you have to, you have to uh, write a theme song. Yeah, no, song. that would be great. Like, like, like we should, we should do like old school, like, like, like mazes and monsters. You have to like introduce your character. <laughs> like, okay. I, I am Haryana of the. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll two do minute it. presentation. Any medium we would we would like, except PowerPoint. Except I, PowerPoint. I also feel like structurally. Ooh. I hate PowerPoint. We. So is, is, <laughs> <laughs> is the is the gameplay the same as D and D? Like I mean, for you guys, it probably will be. <laughs> yeah, it'll be pretty familiar. Uh, I, I would like on our side. I will take the step toward like improving things by. I'm gonna. I think we'll try to do is move the gameplay session into the middle of the show, so that we're not always like rip roaring drunk, and it's not like the thing that we save for the end. It's like it's like a thing we do at the goddess point of the story, and not the uh, not the end, so that we can. Yeah, I don't know. Just a thought. All right. That way, that way, it'll maybe we'll get a. It'll it'll have a little more consistency. I'm always so fucking drunk by the by the time we play D and D. Like I, I never remember anything. Dan, would it would it be okay if we did? And when I say we, I mean me. Would it would it be okay if I if we? Because I don't want to speak for everybody, but like if we did maybe have a presentation in two weeks <laughs> of our characters, would that be okay? Yeah, that's fine. And also, it's a visual medium now, so any any incentive to yeah, if you have a I hat, some if you have a hat or something that that you yeah, put on hat. when you play the character, then that's that's all, all the right. more reason to. I see uh, Jane is here, Brad Earthshine. Uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad I didn't. I, I've been that. drinking the absinthe, and I'm high as a Georgia pine <laughs> over here. Pine eleven. This shit is fucking wild. I have to. I have to write a song for Community tomorrow, I, so I shouldn't. 
You said that you said that like you were like you were going to say like wow I'm supposed to mow the lawn tomorrow but it's something everybody cares about and is excited about. <laughs> <laughs> I have to I have to I have to feed the baby tomorrow. <laughs> What's the song about without spoiling anything? Uh. It's just, it's just, I just have to, it's just a, just a song, just a song that 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 uh, Britta used to listen to in uh, high school, some like like a like a like a like a cool like alternative song, like a la who, like uh, maybe Portishead, but. Uh, Sure. Why, don't, why don't you just try riffing a little bit for us right now? Maybe, maybe, <laughs> work, work, workshop it. Workshop that shit. Do you, I mean, do you have like. I, I don't have any Portis head of that. I was trying to do the Portis head. You, you want music? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you, what do you have? What do you uh, have? Let's I'll give you some instrumental. What kind of mood do you feel like? Uh, I mean, like, <laughs> like, like heroin. <laughs> like that's the idea. Kind of like very, very laconic. Uh, n- not mainstream. <laughs> Glass, blood, dirt (laughs) Needles Dreams (laughs) Bloody glass, dream, dirt Thank you for coming to Harmontown, everybody. Demorge Brown, Spencer Crittenden, Aaron McGaffey. I'm Jeff Davis, your mayor, Dan Harmon, everybody. Thank you, Jane, for the booze. Dan, Dan, keep singing. Track Mark City. Art degree <laughs> Why'd I make you such a mistake <laughs> Down the drain like a hurricane <laughs> Fingernails bleeding on the brain cellophane Independent label (laughs) Torn tank top (laughs) Good night everybody, we love you
to the United States government, it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on Feral Audio. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. One of the things I value most in life is time. Time to spend with my daughter, time to spend with family, and the time I put into my company that's reinventing the way women color their hair. The busiest, most successful women I know use Madison Reed, the amazing hair color hack. In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, shiny, multi-dimensional, healthy-looking hair with an ammonia-free formula. You'll look like you just came from a salon, but the reality is you have more me time to do what you love. Things get busy. Let us take care of you and your hair. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code NEW. That's code NEW. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed.